but we'll begin reading in verse number 1. The Bible says Joash was seven years old when he began to reign. And he reigned 40 years in Jerusalem. His mother, his mother's name also was Abiah of Beersheba. And Joash did that which was right in the sight of the Lord all the days of Jehoiada, the priest. And Jehoiada took for him two wives, and he begot sons and daughters. And it came to pass after this that Joash was minded to repair the house of the Lord. And he gathered together the priests and the Levites and said to them, Go out into the cities of Judah and gather of all Israel money to repair the house of your God from year to year and see that you hasten the matter, howbeit the Levites hastened it not. And the king called for Jehoiada, the chief, and said unto him, Why hast thou not required of the Levites to bring it out of Judah and out of Jerusalem the collection, according to the commandment of Moses, the servant of the Lord, and of the congregation of Israel, for the tabernacle of witnesses, for the sons of Ahithelel, or Athaliah, that wicked woman had broken up the house of God and also the dedicated things of the house of the Lord did they bestow upon Balaam and at the king's commandment they made a chest and set it without at the gate of the house of the Lord and they made a proclamation through Judah and Jerusalem to bring in to the Lord the collection that Moses, the servant of God, laid up on Israel in the wilderness. And all the princes and all the people rejoiced and brought in and cast into the chest until they had made an end. Now it came to pass that at what time the chest was brought into the king's office by the hand of the Levites, and when they saw that there was much money, the king's scribe and the high priest's officer came and emptied the chest and took it and carried it to his place again. Thus they did day by day and gathered money in abundance. And the king and Jehoiada gave it to such as did work of the service of the house of the Lord and hired masons and carpenters to repair the house of the Lord and also such as wrought iron and brass to mend the house of the Lord. So the workmen wrought and the work was perfected by them and they set the house of God in his state and strengthened it. And when they had finished it, they brought the rest of the money before the king and before Jehoiada, whereof were made vessels for the house of the Lord, even vessels to minister and to offer with all and spoons and vessels of gold and silver 
And they offered burnt offerings in the house of the Lord continually all the days of Jehoiada. I want to stop reading there and uh, say a few things, just three simple thoughts the Lord has put on my heart this morning. And as I begin to study these verses of Scripture, uh, the Lord began to direct my heart uh, not only to preach this this morning, but uh, I have uh, felt the burden to preach it tomorrow night at my own church. So uh, I, I feel this is vitally important because uh, this is not a building of the house of the Lord. It is a repairing of the house of the Lord that had already been built. And so in these verses, uh, we understand, I, I know I'm preaching to men that know the Bible uh, much better than I do, but Joash is not a king in which we would pattern our lives after. Uh, I would say that he does have some attractive uh, attributes that we can portray, uh, but we do not want to pattern our lives after uh, King Joash. I mean, he, he is a king that uh, was hid in the temple of God for six years, and, uh, and now he begins to reign at seven years old, and, and Joash had a good beginning. I mean, he started out good. He had a, he had a great start uh, to his reign. But we know that apostasy has soon come unto his life and uh, all the tragedy, uh, how his life ended up. And I, I just want to say this. I know I miss uh, all you preachers here this morning but I want to thank God for the good start uh, that I've had in my ministry. I'm talking about the great foundation that I have as a man of God. To be born right here uh, in, the, in the buckle of the Bible belt, to be brought up under a man of God and to have good fellowship with men like you. I mean, I'm thankful that I have got started out right, but I want to end up right. I, amen. I don't want to fall uh, by the wayside. I don't want to uh, slip into a state of apostasy, uh, but I want to stay in the way in which I have started. God, help what Joash could have been if he'd have just stayed with God. And you and I this morning know men uh, that have served God, started out good, and this morning they're not uh, doing what they started out doing in the very beginning. So uh, Joash is, is not... Uh, someone I'd want to pattern my life after, uh, uh, yet he had a great attribute in the fact that he had a mind to repair the house of God. And, and so uh, I, know he, I know he hadn't always done right. And I read Matthew Henry yesterday, and this is what he said about uh, uh, a good man. And when a, when a good man has uh, taken a bad way, he said, he said this. He said, what is good in men we should take all occasions to speak of. And what is evil, we should make mention of, but sparingly. I like that, didn't you? I mean, if, we have, if we're surrounded by good men, we ought to make mention of that as often as we can. Thank God for you good men here this morning uh, that will get in behind the pulpit tomorrow and preach God's Word. Amen. I mean, we ought to speak highly of one another. Then, then, then he said this, and, and, and that evil thing uh, that, 
uh, or that bad thing uh, uh, should be made mention of, but sparingly. We should not, we should not constantly uh, uh, think about and talk about uh, those evil things and bad ways of men. And so uh, I'm thankful this morning uh, that we have had a wonderful foundation. And Joash had a good foundation because he had some wonderful influences in his life. The very mention of his mother in verse number 1 uh, uh, tells us that she was an influence in the life of Joash. She is mentioned in verse number 1. And, and then the priest in verse number 2. These two made, made great influences upon the life of Joash. And this, this uh, mother is mentioned. And then this is not only the priest, Jehoiadah, but it is his uncle. It is his uncle that is mentioned in verse number 2. He had a great influence. You and all to thank God for those great influences in our life. Some of you men sitting here this morning has been a great influence in my life. And I thank you for that. I mean, honestly, out of my heart, Brother Greg, thank you for being a great influence. Brother Rudy, thank you for being a great influence. And you other men of God, thank you for being a great influence in my life. And, and, and Joash had some great influences in his life. Jehovah the priest, as long as he was alive, Joash was a man that sought after right and after the things of God. The Bible said in verse number 15, but Jehoiada waxed old and was full of days when he died. 133 years old was he when he died, and they buried him in the city of David among the kings because he had done good in Israel, both toward God and toward his house. The Bible said in verse number 17, after the death of Jehoiada came the princes of Judah and made obstinates to the king. Then the king hearkened unto them. When that godly influence got out of his life, he began to fall into apostasy. God help us. Amen. There'll be men that'll come on the scene and there'll be men that'll go off the scene. But God help us to die on the battlefield. I mean to stay true unto our God. Amen. To live for God and to serve God. And as the old men of God said, just stay right in the traces and serve God. Now, I want to just give you three things, and I've got to hurry this morning. Uh, uh, Joash, uh, 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 the Bible tells us here, took wives uh, uh, that were brought unto him by Jehoiada, and uh, he entrusted this priest uh, uh, enough for him to select him uh, a couple of wives. Now, uh, that's putting some trust in a man, isn't it? I'm glad my daddy didn't pick my wife, aren't you? Amen. He might have picked her for cook and not for look. Amen, and I ain't no telling what I'd end up with. But he entrusted uh, this priest uh, to pick him some wives. Uh, and he brought unto him these wives. They begot sons. Uh, and after he was married, uh, the Bible says that he was minded to repair the house of the Lord. Uh, now, 
what is true physically here this morning, men, uh, is also true spiritually, uh, uh, that there are some things around the house of the Lord uh, that are in need of repair. Uh, Say amen right there. Uh, I'm telling you, uh, uh, there are some things spiritually uh, around the house of God that can stand uh, uh, some repair. Uh, we're living in this day uh, where, where people are heaping to themselves, uh, uh, teachers having itching ears, uh, and my God, we have teachers everywhere, uh, but God help us. Uh, how to be preachers of the Word of God. Amen. We need to repair old-fashioned preaching. The Bible said they would heat to themselves. Give me some more teachers. Give me some more teachers. Somebody get up here and just talk real smoothly. Don't get, don't get loud. I mean, teach me. Get me somebody in a casual shirt and a pair of flip-flops and get me a stool. Help me now. And, and, and hey, let's have some teachers that will just scratch where I'm itching at. Oh, God, help us to repair those things spiritually. I'm talking about preaching. I'm talking about participating around the house of God. I'm talking about old-fashioned praying in the Holy Ghost. Amen. Hallelujah. God, help us to repair. I can't wait to deal with some of this tomorrow night. But notice this real quickly. I want to say three things that are involved, if you will, please, in the repairing of the house of the Lord. And that's why you're here this morning. You're here to talk about the tabernacle. You're here to talk about the camp meeting and the physical repairs that are needed on that building. Well, I thank God, as Brother Rudy said in his prayer, it is the house of God. It is where you go when God Almighty meets with his people. Thank God for the times that God has met with his people under that tabernacle. You've seen God move. I mean, you've seen God not only meet and move, but God has molded lives. He has, he has directed people and molded their lives. And so it is uh, important that those places uh, continually be uh, under the watch care of those that would be minded to make repairs and improvements uh, upon those places of worship. Now watch this, three things the Lord gave me. Number one, there is a care that is involved. I believe you're here this morning because you care. I mean, you wouldn't get up and, and come out here on a Saturday morning just for a Bojangles biscuit, amen. I, I can't even eat on my blood pressure semester. So I know I wouldn't. You come in here because you care, and a care is involved in the repair of the house of God. Watch this. I'll read these quickly to you. In verse number 4, the Bible said after this that Joash was minded to repair the house of the Lord. He is minded. It is in his mind. I'm not so sure it's in his heart, but it's in his mind. Amen. He looks and he sees that that tabernacle, that temple, needs repair. And so the Bible says he instigates uh, this building program uh, and, and he gathered the priests and the Levites uh, and he said, go into the cities 
of Judah and gather of all Israel money to repair the house of your God from year to year. And he said, as a matter of fact, you need to hasten the matter. You need to haste. Don't delay. Don't procrastinate. You need to hate. There's some things that we can put off until tomorrow, and then there's some things we got to address today. And Joash said, he said, we need to hasten this matter. Now, I don't know how bad the, uh, the tabernacle really is. I, I'm not really sure all about that. But from hearing Brother Jimmy speak, uh, it's a matter that needs to be hastened to. It needs to be hastened to. And the Bible said, howbeit the Levites hastened it not. They didn't see the importance as Joash saw to make the repairs. And the Bible said, and the king had called for Jehoiada the chief and said unto him, he asked him a question following up on this building program. He said, why hast thou not repaired or why hast thou not required of the Levites to bring it out of Judah and out of Jerusalem the collection according to the commandment of Moses, the servant of the Lord, and the congregation of Israel for the tabernacle of witnesses? He's wanting to know what is the reason for the delay. Why don't you care about this as much as I do. You see, I don't understand really uh, uh, Joash is a king that's going to fall back into apostasy. But I believe as one man said about this text, he said it is possible for those who only have a form of godliness to outstrip those who have the force of it. And I believe that, don't you? That, that Joash might only have a form of godliness but he, he outstripped the really, the really ones that had the force of it. Uh, he had more zeal to see the repairs made uh, to the house of God. Boy, there's got to be somebody that cares. I mean, if, if nobody cared, that, I'm telling you it wouldn't be nothing but an embarrassment. An embarrassment. God help you don't want to bring a reproach upon the name of Christ and upon Pickens County. No, you don't. My God, you care. You want to see all time religion alive and well. You care about what goes on. Then there's not only the care that is involved, but there is a cost that is involved. I know that it gets real touchy when you go to dealing with money. But you can't you can't do things without it. Amen. Somebody say, Well, well, money's the root of all evil. No, it's not. It's the love of money that is the root of all evil. You gotta have money to get things done. Now the Bible said in verse number eight, watch this, and at the king's commandment they made a chest because they were making collections, but it was not going to the repair. You say, where was it going? I believe it was going into the priest's pocket. That's where it was going, and that's why they didn't want to make the repairs. It's going to cost something. Oh, Rudy, Brother Rudy, in mountain churches, I'm telling you, you go to talking about money, and you can hear the pews literally creaking and cracking because they're drawing up so tight. You mean we're going to spend money right here in Jerusalem? Why don't we send it all across the world? My God, I want to tell you something. One man said, the light that shines the farthest 
said and at the king's commandment they made a chest they're gonna they're gonna start the first collection a chest is set up and, and a free will offering is what this is going to be and set it without at the gate of the house of the lord and they made a proclamation through judah and jerusalem to bring in of the lord the collection that moses the servant of god laid upon israel in the wilderness and all the princes and all the people rejoiced Hallelujah! Rejoiced and brought in and cast into the chest until they had made an end. Boy, they were happy about seeing this take place. Happy about giving money unto the, unto the work of the Lord. Now it came to pass that at what time the chest was brought into the king's office by the hand of the Levites, and when they saw there was much money, Sometimes it takes much money to get things done. Much money was brought in. The king's scribe and the high priest officers came and emptied the chest and took it and carried it to his place again. Thus they did day by day and gathered money in abundance. Well, they were going to need money to repair the house of the Lord. That that, that had been torn down, verse number 7, uh, those, those, that wicked woman and, and, and those that had torn down uh, the house of the Lord had broken up the house of God and also uh, the dedicated things of the house of the Lord and they bestowed it to Balaam. They were taking what was designated to God and giving it to, the, uh, to Balaam, to a, 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 a God of idolatry. There is a cost that is involved. Then, then there's a third thing. There is a crew that is involved. I believe the crew could be here this morning. The Bible said in verse number 12, And the king of Jehoiada, the king and Jehoiada gave it to such as did work. They took the money, uh-oh, and they paid somebody to get the work done. Oh, Lord, you would never believe some of the gommed-upest mess I've seen, amen, around the house of God. Greg, I would not let them work on my house for nothing in this world because they can frame a wall, they're a carpenter. Because they painted a birdhouse, now they're a professional painter. Let's let Uncle Joe do it. Amen. Is that not what they do? Uncle Joe wouldn't be watching on my house. He said, I can't handle that stuff getting all over the trim and getting on the window. Say, man, right there, you need to hire somebody. If you can't do it on the God, hire somebody that can get it done. Amen. Oh, Lord. I'm telling you, when we started tearing that mess down up there, I thought, what in this world? B.W. had to be the one over this, Brother Rudy. He had to be the one over this. Some of the gummed up stuff you ever seen in your life on the house of God. 
Hey, we can handle it in here. We can't always handle it in here. I'm a pastor, amen. I'm not a plumber. Amen. I always do this, man. I don't know if you do. I turn it one more time. Too many. Amen. Does that every time. A little bit tighter. I'm not a plumber. And every man just because they got a hammer, they're not a carpenter. But God Almighty has some people that can get it done. Hallelujah. The Bible said in the king and, and Jehovah gave it to such as did work of the service of the house of the Lord. They hired masons and carpenters, and that's, uh, that's not those, you know, that hide in these uh, no-window rooms neither. Amen. That's those that works with block and mortar. And so the Bible said that and carpenters to repair the house of the Lord and also such as wrought iron and brass to mend the house of the Lord. So the workmen wrought and the work was perfected. Amen. Completed. That's what we're looking for, isn't it? We're looking for something to be completed, something to be perfected, something. God, let's get it right. Amen. Let's get it right. I've known this just in my short span of ministry. You do it right the first time. You may not have to go back and do it again as often as you might have to. Get it right the first time. Perfected by them. And they set the house of God in his state and strengthened it. Amen. I'm talking about a place where they were proud to go. And worship the Lord. Amen. I think God's house ought to be the best looking house in the community. Amen. I mean, that's where I go to meet with God. That's where God meets with me. I'm telling you, we ought to give Him our best. And we ought to make the best house we can for our blessed Lord. Amen. There was a crew had to get the job done. I, I believe God has put a put a crew down here in Pickens County to get the job done. Amen. I, I'm proud. Hey, listen, I'm not in the county, but I'm proud to be associated with Pickens County. I'm proud to be associated with you men of God. Uh, and brother and sister, we ought to do our best uh, for the Lord because he gave his best for us. Uh, amen. I want to bless him with what I have. Amen. There is a care, and you're here this morning because you care. Brother Jimmy, you come. There, there's a cost that is involved, and there's a crew that can get the job done. I, I, mean, I mean a crew. God always gives a man that has direction and leadership, find the right men to get the job done. I always tell them at the church, I mean, if I, I got a man there, in the church, he's a he's a, a landscaper. If it's landscaping time, we go to him. I got a professional painter. If it's, if it's painting time, we go to him. If it's moving dirt time, we go to Brother Ben. These these men that perfect their craft. And God help, I don't want to go to somebody that paints for a living. Ask them how we're going to put these bushes around here. These men, masons and carpenters, and God help us. I'm telling you, if we got to hire somebody, don't let that scare you. Amen. We had to go in debt. You say, I don't believe the church ought to go in debt. 
let me borrow the money. Yeah. Amen. I had to borrow some money to get some things done. That's right. You say, well, what, what are you going to do about paying it back? I'm still looking for the Lord to come back, yeah. and then one of these infidels can pay for it. Amen. I'm not worried about that. I'm still looking for him to come back. That's right. Amen. Amen. God, I'm telling you, God Almighty, God Almighty's house ought to be the best house. And this place where we meet with God ought to be the best that we can do. Amen. Bless you, brother. Praise God. Amen. Right on time, brother. Take that water. Bless you.